Welcome to a new universe, Dramaverse, where we have visionary and exploratory conversations about the future experience society. With me, Samira. And me, Made. The guest of our premiere episode of Dramaverse is nothing short of a power woman. Bonnie Comley is a three-time Tony Award-winning producer. She has also won an Olivier Award and two Drama Desk Awards for her stage productions. She was recently re-elected as the board president of the Drama League. She is a full member of the Broadway League and the Audience Engagement and Education Committee. Comley has produced over 40 films, winning five Telly Awards and one W3 Award. She is the founder and CEO of Broadway HD, the world's premier online streaming platform, delivering over 300 premium live productions to theater fans globally. The theater community has honored Comley for her philanthropic work. She is the recipient of the Actors Fund Medal of Honor, the Drama League Special Contribution to the Theater Award, the Paul Newman Award from Arts Horizons and the Theater Museum Distinguished Service Awards. Educational programs, buildings, and theaters carry her name, and she has been the keynote speaker of multiple well-renowned venues. And this, dear audience, is just the shorthand. Hi, Bonnie. Um, we are so excited to have you here on Dramaverse, the podcast. Thank you. How- thank you. How was your morning? We know that it's 9 a.m. your time, as we said when we started talking here earlier, and it's 3 a.m. here for us, or 3, 3 p.m. here for us. It's just the a.m. Yes, p.m. So you're just getting started. Yes, yes. I Well, I've been up for a bit. I've had my caffeine, so I'm, uh, I'm raring to go, and uh, good afternoon to you. Thank you. Yeah. So what, what, what does your routine look like a little bit? You had your caffeine. Is that like the most important thing for you in the morning? Unfortunately, uh, yes, because I am a caffeine addict. So yeah, that uh, that gets me going. It's a, one of those like I'm, I'm trying to cut down. So yes, a sad, sad addiction that I have, but that's my my worst vice. So I guess I'm okay. Well, then it's really not that bad. <laughs> no, and we have that too. So yes. we have that in common. <laughs> so as we heard in the introduction here, you have accomplished so much and created so much, really. Yeah. You are sort of a superwoman, <laughs> as we see it. Um, what what drives you? Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, it's doing what I love. And really, at this point in my life and my career, what I'm doing is uh, my company, Broadway HD, which is using technology to share live Broadway shows. So it's recorded live Broadway shows that I'm sharing and making accessible to people that uh, might not otherwise be able to see those shows. So that really jazzes me every day. And I, um, you know, I I get goosebumps when people tell me that they get goosebumps, you know, watching (laughs) shows. Um, And they're so grateful to be able to have this, uh, you know, access to an art form that uh, wouldn't be available to them otherwise. Mm. Yeah, that's quite incredible. We've been talking about that a lot. It's not just, you know, blending the technology with um, with arts or anything like that. It's it's a lot about democratizing and making this accessible to people. And that's just incredible because it can bring so much to to people to be able to take part in culture. 
I think that accessibility can go in in multiple directions, right? So accessibility, when you sort of look at Broadway HD, this streaming platform that's serving up full-length theater to the world, it's giving them access to shows that they wouldn't normally see. Um, but I think the access that I can also provide, which is one of the things that I'm constantly looking for, is to show a broader space for who can make theater. So when there's women directors or composers, I'm always looking to try and, you know, capture those shows to be an inspiration for other women and for, you know, people that aren't uh, represented so uh, often on Broadway. So, I mean, that's the other kind of access. It's access to who can see the shows, but then also whose shows get to be seen by a global audience. Um, sometimes when we bring these shows to a Broadway stage, they don't always last very long. Um, perfect example that I get uh, compliments over and over is um, Paula Vogel's Indecent, which we yeah. uh, captured. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, story and a beautiful production that just it just didn't last. Um, Broadway shows are so expensive to mount, so expensive to keep them running every single week. Um, so if it, you know, if the show shuts down and doesn't get beyond that, you know, four walls of that theater, then sometimes it's not seen by other people. And if it didn't get enough uh, publicity while it was in that theater, then to have replications of that show done in you know amateur or other regional um theaters uh it just doesn't happen so a digital capture this idea of a digital capture to just sort of give the you know define what i'm talking about um in 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 the uh, the difference between a digital capture and a, and a movie. So West Side Story that Steven Spielberg recently did what with um Ariana DeBoise was a uh, a movie. So they yeah. took a stage play and they adapted it into a Hollywood movie. But what Broadway HD our core content is taking the show that was on the stage with all the actors that were on the stage and usually with the audience in their seats and we shoot that show. So the experience is as if you're there in the theater, um, but it's from with multiple cameras. So you see the show from multiple viewpoints uh, within. And it's really, um, you know, if it's done right, it makes you wish that you were in the theater to see that show. And I think that that's probably the, you know, the, the legacy that Broadway HD will leave behind is it's a destination point, right? So we we didn't discover or create or invent bringing cameras into a, a an ongoing show but what we did was aggregate as many as we can into one place so if what you're looking for is theater is stage on your screen then broadway hd is the destination for you so we will probably at some point kind of have all of them you know we might not have them all at the same time um but though you know that content will rotate through on our platform for our subscribers and you know i think that that's um you know it, it's just huge for people that as i said that can't get there and there's the can't get there people a lot of times think that it's oh it's a money thing mm -hmm. um i was um in paris just about a year ago and talking to um one of the cultural um uh institutions there that were trying to find out why aren't aren't our why aren't the french going to the you know high art and culture 
in in large numbers? Why is that audience kind of dropping off? So they actually did some studies and uh, it was kind of fascinating. But, you know, here we sort of informally have, you know, polled people and find the same thing. So the, the third most popular answer that came back was why aren't you patronizing? Why aren't you going to these high art and culture events? And the first, you know, the third one was it was money. It was economics. They just couldn't afford the tickets to get into something. And the second was geography. It was location. Oh, I don't live near that theater where that show is playing. And the most common thing that came back was, I really don't care. I'm not really interested. So they either had the time or they live next door to the theater, but they just didn't care. And I think that, you know, that is how we to talk about sharing culture High art and culture, which is what Broadway shows have traditionally fit into, the ballet, the opera, dance, um, has always fit into that high art and culture space, which has been reserved for the elite. It's been reserved for people who have the money, but not only have the money, have the time to go because a lot of these shows are two hours long. Then then you have to travel to get there. There might be an intermission. So you have to have that free time. And then the other piece that sort of comes around that is that you have to have a an education or a knowledge base that you would understand what's going on maybe in these shows. It might not be easily accessible to somebody that doesn't have a higher education. So those are the things that... So high art and culture was always for years and years, you know, thousands of you know, decades has been built for this certain class of people. And I think that the technology is now allowing us to go in and say, this doesn't have to be for this elite group. This can be democratized. This can be for everybody. Let's tell stories on these stages that everybody can relate to. Let's tell a story on these stages that people have access to. And the the least expensive way to do that is digital. You know, you can, the technology allows you to get into those theaters cheaper and faster and put that out. And the way I look at the technology with making this kind of culture accessible um, is that it, um, you know, it, it's it's bringing it to people earlier. So if you were somebody that just didn't go to the theater or the opera as a kid, you're probably not going to buy tickets when you're older. So again, this high art and culture space here, this is a a, a culture that's been passed down generation to generation to generation within the same sort of population here. And it doesn't cross over. But now where we can open these things up digitally, other people are saying, oh, that's amazing. I should." And I was one of the people I didn't go. I didn't go to the theater as a kid. I didn't go until I was an adult. And then that was what I said was like, these shows are amazing. These people are so talented. Like, why aren't more people coming here? So it's um, it's just really interesting and um, amazing what what you can do with the technology. Yeah, isn't it also like a way to make the culture live longer? Like a play that's been sent, and you can make it have an eternal life in a way. Yeah, yes. a piece of art for <laughs> yes. that. Um, yeah. You know, again, that's what we're doing at Broadway HD yeah. and what 
you know, the BBC is doing in, in the yes. UK for 50 years and PBS here yeah. in the United States has been doing for 50 years is going in with cameras and shooting these shows. Yes. Um, and preserves that show and brings it to a wider audience, but it keeps it there and preserves it for generations to come to appreciate yes. that, whether that's those production values or those actors that are on the stage, yes. um, you know, the composers. And we find, you know, within theater, with the Tony Awards, which are the awards that are given the highest award that are given to Broadway shows, um, the equivalent of the Olivier's in, in, in the West End, is that unlike Hollywood, we have categories every single year, really competitive categories for revivals. You know, when you look every year, there's revivals for musicals, there's revivals for plays, and the same thing in the West End. They have these revival categories because there's so many of them done over and over. I mean, yeah. there's some um, uh, some philosophy that there's really only seven plots to any, you know, to telling story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the overcome the monster, rags to riches, the journey, you know, to wherever and back. You know, like there's these same sort of plot lines that we just keep telling over and over. I think yeah. it's why you know, Shakespeare that's hundreds of years old, we keep retelling those stories, but we put them in period costumes. We put them in contemporary costumes. Yes. We put them, yeah. you know, in colloquial languages, you know, so it's sort of like you're retelling these stories, but where did we come from with them? And to have people, um, really become fans to become strong educated audience members for this art form you have to see multiple shows right yeah. if you've only seen hamilton or lion king you're not a a theater fan you're a lion king fan you know a fan is somebody who has who has a deep experience and i think that to get that for those of us that missed it possibly when we were younger is to to watch the digital version. So it's not replacing it. It's another touch point for this art form to become an educated consumer, to really get an understanding of, oh, this is this is Shakespeare, the same Romeo and Juliet, but why does it look very different with Orlando Bloom when he rides into the theater on stage in a motorcycle? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like in today's clothes in costumes you know it suddenly it, it makes it very different um even though it's the same story and we all know how it ends you know so but we go back and see these sh shows and these things over and over and it's the retelling and how did somebody else tell it how can we tell it different better with different voices um i'm also the um which i think you mentioned in your intro the president of the board for the drama leaf which is a service organization for early career stage directors and i truly believe that you know stage directors are the ones that have the vision to bring a show together and cohesively you know glue the actors to the sets to the costumes to the lighting to the sound you know bring that all into one vision and when you change the director on a show it suddenly can be you're hearing it for the first time even though you've heard this story before it, it's really fascinating and I think that you know with the drama league we're always looking for and have for 40 something years been looking for this very diverse pool of rock solid 
directors that can take a show and whether it's a new work and create something, you know, beautiful and engaging for people or whether it's retelling, you know, a revival of here we go with another Shakespeare, but they're going to tell it in a different way. So yeah. it sounds like it's a different story. So that preserving something for educational purposes, for inspiration, as well as just outright entertainment, I think is what we can do with the digital. But what I'm interested in is now we have done it. I think we've been in it for a while, that, that it's not like a shock that we can take part in like a Broadway show uh, on Broadway HD or that we can see a play on um, another platform. It's just it's been something that we're getting used to more and more. I mean, also with the Netflix and HBOs and everything that is around us, uh, it's it's become our normal kind of way of taking part. Uh, it, yeah, it's great. But also what I was wondering was, how do you see this accelerate in the future? Like, what is the next step to this 2D kind of, because it's 2D right now. It's it's when you look at the screen, it's, yeah. So what's the next step you think? looking for what the next technology is like is there a virtual reality you know piece to it um you know how far do we go with that yeah. i mean i think that's what we're having in hollywood we're having some uh you know there's there's strikes right now um around artificial intelligence so yeah. do we just take orlando bloom's shakespeare that we have and take his voice and redo a whole bunch of other shakespeare's and do you know <laughs> like an avatar of him and put him into all of the, you know, into all, everything because the technology's there. You know, so I think that we're going to, for a little while here, wrestle with some of the uh, technology and the um, ethics around it of, of yeah. who owns this. I mean, but that sort of goes back to who owns culture too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. culture something that you own. I mean, in the United States, we have a lot of discussions and conversation around specific types of culture, but I think culture is you know, it's so widely, um, it, you know, it's so it's, a, it's such a wide umbrella for so many different things. Is it religion? Is it food? Is it clothing? Is it music? Is it, you know, like, or is it all of those things together? Can you pull one out and share it, but not the others? You know, when is it where, you know, we're embracing this other culture or, that someone has brought yeah. to us or introduced us to, or are we culturally appropriating it? Um, you know, where is the line with that? And I think in the United States, we're still having those conversations about mm -hmm. whose story is it, who gets to tell it, you know, who gets to, and even we're having um, issues with, you know, it's your story. That's what you should be able to tell that story. But I'm going to block certain people by banning it. You know, who can hear that story? Yeah. You know, so we, all of this is now coming to the forefront. And a lot of it is, you know, thanks to, or, in, you know, because of the technology that's there, um, sharing these things on a global scale. Yeah. Is possible in a in a time where it wasn't just 
20 years ago. Yes. Um, the whole, you know, live streaming things uh, before, you know, you'd have to wait for things to be buffering. And, you know, you yeah. well, I, I lost, the, <laughs> lost the main plot point here. Now that my, you know, <laughs> I lost. Yeah. <laughs> Those sorts of frustrating things are becoming less and less of, a, of, an, of an obstacle to any of this. So, you know, and then with us, with Broadway HD, we started our platform almost 10 years ago to start building it. We launched it uh, eight years ago, over eight years ago now. And even at that time, I thought with our business, what we were going to be is more about live streaming. So live, live. So we're coming to you live from Times Square in this theater. And we did that several times. We made the Guinness World Record with She Loves Me and the Roundabout Theater Company. We had over, um, you know, close to uh, 80 something countries that were watching the live. And that was, we didn't even advertise to them. It was just the power of the internet to say like, hey, this is the first time that this is going to happen. A show is going to come to you live, live. So I don't even know what time it was when people around the country were watching. Um, And even when we had launched just, you know, six months prior to doing this live stream of the first Broadway show, we launched with, you know, U.S., you know, like we were a U.S. payment collection um, and we got messages from around the world. People saying, I'm trying to watch your shows, but you don't collect my currency. So we had to change even our payment platform to accommodate that. And I was like, well, how did you even find out about this? So I think it is an art form that has the Broadway League has created a, a um, hunger for. But yeah, I mean, I think that you know, the, you know, culture, you know, the cultural appropriation part of it is how do you share these stories? Who gets to tell them first? Who gets to tell them at all? You know, and who's who's listening and, and who cares? And I think that, you know, people, if they're when people ask me about about, you know, broadening the, who the audience base is for Broadway shows, because I also produce for the live stage. Um on Broadway. And I say, you know, when I look at shows, I'm looking at what's the, it, it goes back to that. There's really only seven plot points, right? There's yeah. only, when you look at the humanity in it. You look at the, it's a love story or it's a parent child. It's a parent child love. It's a relationship love story. It's overcoming fears. It's, those are, those are universal. You know, those aren't, like, is it a show for a certain segment of the audience? So if you can focus on the humanity in any of these pieces, I think that's what makes it universal. And that's what brings the culture out to everyone else. So it doesn't really matter what color that person's skin or what that person's hair or what that person's gender identity or their dress of, you know, gender is, if you can relate to the humanity of like, oh my God, that poor person. You're like, oh, their heart is broken or oh, look, they're so happy. Those are the universal things that I think really break through um, with all of this. Because if we're talking about, you know, culture, culture for me in my business is theater and theater at the core is storytelling. It's just good storytelling. And over years storytelling has been layered with technology right so originally it was storytelling people were all around a campfire and then we put them onto some sort of elevated platform or stage and then we added candles or fire to light them so we could see them at night and then we 
added microphones and we added electricity. So now it's not candles anymore. It's electric lights. And then we added, you know, other sound, um, you know, design that came in. And then we added projections with the lighting. So sometimes now it's not really a set. It's projections of light that are designed behind. And so the Broadway HD is coming in with that last piece of technology, which is the technology of distribution. So we're distributing this show that's being told on this stage to an audience outside of the four walls of the theater. And that's what I believe is the last layer of technology that's coming in. Um, Now, whether or not we do VR with that or there's some sort of other 3D experience or we have, you know, 10 cameras in the theater and you get to be at home and you decide, oh, I want to watch what camera one is doing or camera 10 is doing. You know, we're not quite there yet, but I see that, you know, that's possibly something that's down the line. But at this moment, I think that the desire to see the the show's with these production values, the stories that are being told there mm-hmm. is really, it's more about the the stories that are being told than the camera angle that yeah. they're coming at you with. Yeah. Or that it's right. 3D or VR. Um, because I had, you know, already when VR sort of came around to my, you know, uh, awareness a couple of years ago, probably four years ago or something, yeah. when they first came out with like that big headset thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this, we're gonna have, we're gonna need this. We need to do this, you know. And I put it on, and I'm saying, okay. But the way things are staged right now is everything is pretty much most shows are in front of you. So you know, you're yeah. just turning around, you just see the person behind you. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, that doesn't work. So shows would have to be staged differently. So you'd have to have like the the VR ball in the middle of the stage and 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 the director would have to stage the actors so that they're sort of you know like working around in a circle around that so I think you know we're not quite there yet and and those tweaks to the technology I think can be layered in later depending on demand but you know one of the other things with technology that we're doing now is as people you know if you're if you are blessed enough to age that you become disabled, you know, your mobility lessens, your hearing gets worse, your eyesight gets worse. Um, And so technology can help with some of that. So we can do, uh, you know, captions. We can do captions on the screen. At Broadway HD, we have captions. We have audio descriptive on some of them for people that are sight impaired. Um, You know, so you can turn the volume up to whatever you need. You can read what's going, you know, you can can have someone read to you what's going on if you can't see it. You know, those kinds of things. And and then it's brought to you wherever you are if you can't get to the theater um, Mm -hmm. or you're not comfortable going there. Um, You know, so it's it's those are the kind of things that, you know, the technology is so amazing to be able to give you that sort of access. you know, and the, and the creating side of it is also changing with technology, how we sell tickets, how we market tickets, how we, you know, sort of do these commercials to, you know, engage people. But to that point that I made earlier that, you know, in France, the study that they did was some people just aren't interested because they yeah. weren't exposed to it. Yeah. You know, if you're exposed to this as an art form, when you're younger, you're more likely to want to go, you know, yeah. and you're more likely going to go want to go in person. So the digital piece is just another touch point for you for this art form. Yeah. It's not a replacement. It's just, 
you know, it's like because you went to the movie theater to see a movie doesn't mean you're never going to watch your TV again or because you watch TV doesn't mean you're never going to go to a movie theater again. Yeah. You know, and it's the same with like a sport. You know, sometimes you want to go to that sports arena and watch a game. And sometimes you want to sit home and watch that game. So I think that, you know, those are it's just other options for you to enjoy this art form. And the technology is there to be able to do that and then pass this culture along. Because I think, too, with um, introducing this art form earlier to younger people, I think we're seeing that with Broadway HD because we get requests all the time. Do you have any more family friendly stuff? What can I watch with my grandchild? So instead of taking children to the physical theater when they're really young, you can watch in your living room because we have the apps that you can watch it on big screen TV the same way you'd watch any other type of movie. But you can talk to your kids or grandchildren talk through it you know that they, that's not going to be too welcome when you're in the theater if you're like yeah. if, because they do yeah. and they ask questions right they ask well, why is he doing that you know like and then the intermission they think oh that's the end it's ready to go home no no we're not going home yet you know like it, yeah. the lights in the theater turn off and it gets really dark the orchestra might come up really loud I mean these things are if children are young and they're not prepared for that are kind of jarring um kind of terrifying when the lights go off (laughs) so if you can prepare them at home for that it makes it a better experience you know the more prepared you are for anything right the better experience you're going to have so if you watch a digital version of um the wind in the willows and then you go and see you know the lion king it just prepares you for that you know we have to save all our questions for the end it's going to get dark the music could be loud actors could walk down this down this aisle, you know, so, yeah. so we'll look around, we'll see, but we'll, we'll wait till we get home. We'll wait till we're back in the car to ask the questions, you know, those kinds of things that you, it's just preparation um, and, and sharing this art form with the next generation. And it also makes it accessible to people that, you know, as I said, I didn't grow up going to the theater. So for mm-hmm. me, it wasn't until I was an adult that I went um, to to see these things. But then I was able to, because I live in New York, catch up, you know, yeah, for yeah. other people to make that trip from somewhere else to come into New York City, to come into Times Square. It's a little bit more, it's, it's more planning and more of an effort um, and more expense, more resources are at stake, you know, and yeah. then it's, oh, am I picking the right show? And even when we talk about Broadway as a genre around the world, New York City and Broadway is known for, you know, is, or at least most people make the assumption when you yeah. say Broadway, that it's a big musical, Right. They're thinking, yeah, yeah, no. they're thinking, you know, uh, the Phantom of the Opera or Wicked. Yeah. They're thinking these big, huge production things and it's musical theater. But the reality is that there's different genres, even within Broadway. Yeah. You can have a play or a musical. You can have a play that's Shakespeare or classic literature. Or you can have a contemporary piece. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have, uh, you know, even within musical theater, they're not all they're not all comedies. There could be, I mean, you know, it, Lion King is kind of a tragedy. It, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? We, oh, you know, yeah. I can't wait to be king. Oh, sorry. You know, be careful what you <laughs> No, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> so, so introducing the art form sooner, catching up for people. Yeah. Um, and then the other huge piece that we're seeing and hearing with Broadway HD is that it's professional development. 
because for people that work in the theater, yes. they don't always have time to go to see other shows, yes. right? If you're working at a show every night, you have to be there and the curtain goes up at eight o'clock. Yeah. That's when all the other shows are happening. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, you don't have the opportunity to go see these other shows. So, you know, with, with streaming and an on-demand streaming service, you can watch whenever you want. You can watch when you go home after you're in, you know, after you're in a show, you can watch, you know, Shakespeare at midnight, or you can, you know, watch Kinky Boots for breakfast. You know I mean? It's like whenever you want, you can have access to these shows. You can stop it and come back tomorrow. You know, it's those kinds of things that, um, that the technology makes available and makes it more accessible. Um, And you can experiment. I didn't grow up going to the theater. So Shakespeare, is is like a foreign language to me. You know, it really it was difficult for me to understand because I I read my few things that I had to read for, you know, Shakespeare for high school English class, but I really didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun to read because I don't think it's meant to be just sat there and and read it kind of thing. So I didn't really like it. The only Shakespeare that I had seen was when the high school other students did Shakespeare and they weren't particularly good at it. Dreadful production of Hamlet or something, you know, that you're like, Oh, please. You know? So then when the, you know, like, Oh, here, you want to go see it on stage? I was like, no, no, I do not. I don't. (laughs) So with the digital version, you can experiment with things. You know, you can sit there because I, I didn't want to go to a theater and sit with a bunch of other people that, They understood. They got it, and I didn't. I, you know, had been at Shakespeare productions that I thought, like, oh, that was kind of funny. But I'm the only one that's going, oh. and then you know, like, oh, I guess it wasn't supposed to be funny. Why, you know, why wasn't that funny? You know, and and things that that the other people are laughing at that were funny, and I'm saying, well, what was funny about that? I, <laughs> I didn't understand the iambic pentameter, and I didn't understand the English accent. So, you know, if it's yeah. If you if you're not exposed to it, it's it's foreign to you, and it's it, yeah. it, it's more drudgery than oh I get it now, you know. And yeah. I think that you know just it's a it's a lower price point, right? Yes. Because a subscription to Broadway HD where we have hundreds of titles, it's basically it's usually less than a pair of price for a pair of tickets, right? Yeah. So you know you get to experiment with lots of different things. You yes. get you know, 15 minutes into a Shakespeare piece and decide that it, you know what, I, it really, I was right. This is not for me, you know, yeah. what's next, you know, like, let shut that on. I'm going on to the next show. What is next on here? You know, or you might sit there and watch and say, you know, look, I'm going to rewind that because I didn't understand that at all. And then watch it again and say, or watch it with subtitles and say, Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I get it. That's, <laughs> that's what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It really gives you an opportunity to experience it in a different way. And yeah. what we're finding is all of this exposure with the digital is leading people to go seek out the live because yes. a lot yeah. of the risk has been eliminated. Yeah. I now know, you know, I like some Shakespeare. I'm going to go see Shakespeare in the park. I like the comedies. I don't like the tragedies. You know, yeah. like, I'm becoming a Shakespeare fan. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm becoming somebody that I, I understand. Um, and the same thing with composers, with 
to have a, a language around this art form to, you know, when someone says, was it, did, did you like it? You know, was this yeah. a good musical? And you have nothing else to compare it to. You just don't sound very informed, even if you saw the show and loved it. Right. But if you have another what well, you know, I I um, I really love Andrew Lloyd Webber, but I'm not a Sondheim fan. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like yeah. suddenly your your experience is is broadened and your vocabulary around it. You know, the choreography suddenly is something that you're noticing after you've seen multiple shows. Yes. You know, um, you know, that was kind of, you know, American in Paris really had a lot of ballet in it. And I yeah. think I like 42nd Street where they're tap dancing, you know, suddenly. Yeah. You know, just by watching some of these things, you have a vocabulary around it that gives you the confidence to talk about that, that gives you the confidence to go out and buy a more expensive ticket to it. Yeah. Because you can say, this is Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I, all the other Andrew Lloyd Webber that I've seen, even if it's only digitally, is I've liked. So yeah. I, I'm quite confident that I can spend this money and I'm going to like it. You know, it's it's those sorts of suddenly educated consumer um, decisions that you're making because you're more informed. And I think that is just a, makes for a more sustainable Broadway and live performance um, uh, community going forward. You know, that people care about that. They have a vocabulary around it, that they can they can compare things, you know, um, in a way that they couldn't before because they just didn't have the exposure to it. So I think those are the things that we make possible with, um, with the digital. Yeah. It's, it's so incredible because like just hearing you talk about it, it just makes, I don't know, it raises so many questions, but I'm also in awe of what you have done. And it's like, you are bringing magic to a lot more people. And it's just, yes. so it, it's just, Amazing. Um, but I'm just really curious about your journey as well with Broadway HD. Has it been, you know, a walk in the park to make this happen? Or has it been like a lot of resistance from from the industry or other places? And also, I would just love to connect that a little bit to the change that we're in now. Is it like an even tougher climate going from yeah. just digital to even being um, challenged maybe by AR and new technologies and stuff? Can you see any sort of like movement there and where did you come from with Broadway HD? Well, there's a, as I said, Broadway HD is, you know, about 10 years old. The platform launched uh, for the for the public about uh, oh, just over eight years ago. So a lot has happened in eight years, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole world is turned upside down um, and then back again. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot there, but I think some of the more universal things that I can speak to, um, whether you're interested in pursuing a career in theater or whether you're just, um, you know, wh whatever you're pursuing. And the the resistance piece. Um, mm. I faced a lot of resistance um, with Broadway HD. And I think that, you know, my advice to anybody that's facing resistance with a career is to listen, is to listen. Why is this, you know, because people kept telling me, you, you can't 
you can't put Broadway shows on somebody's phone. Nobody's going to watch the Broadway show on their phone. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, it's like, well, you as a woman, you don't have a technology background. So you're not going to be able to run a technology company. You're you know, your, how are you going to get all these things? There's, there's 14 Broadway unions. How are you going to negotiate with all of these Broadway unions to be able to navigate through and, yeah. and bring your cameras in there? You know, because what oh. we're talking about at Broadway HD is we're talking about authorized videos. There are bootlegs all over the internet with somebody with a cell phone grab these shows with their cell phone, right? And is sharing them. And that's not at all what I'm talking about. With Broadway HD, we have, you know, usually from four to 16 cameras um, that we go in the theater. All of the actors know that we're there. Everybody that is supposed to be compensated for that show through their union has been compensated. So it's all transparent. We're doing this for years now. Um, so all of those things about like, you can't do it, no, 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 is I I sat back and I, I with every person, I think what I tried to do was I say, well, tell me why. So you tried this before, tell me why it didn't work. And one of the things was, you know, the technology really isn't there. And And you know what? That technology keeps improving every day. So so they were right. There was a lot of buffering issues when I started. And it was like, yeah, okay. Are people going to be mad about that? That, you know, and then it was, they're not going to watch on their cell phone. And I thought, okay, but well, what if we do the apps that they could watch it on TV? You know, so now we have the smart TV and all the apps that they can watch. So we've developed that, you know, during all of this time. Um, The other reality with cell phones is that people sign up on their cell phone, but they'll watch at home or they'll watch on a laptop Um, because you have to be connected to the internet to stream Broadway HD shows. Um, with With a cell phone, you know, part of this, even eight years ago or 10 years ago when I was sort of, you know, putting, putting this platform together and people were saying that, and I thought, you know, but you kind of look around the world and 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 look at how many people have cell phones. So if that's the only way they can watch it, they're going to watch it, you know. And the yeah. reality with cell phones is if you look at the world's population, there are more people that own cell phones than have indoor plumbing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. more people are getting cell phones. So even in that house, you have one bathroom with indoor plumbing you have six phones for the six yeah, people yeah. That there you know so and and they're all connected to the internet regardless of where you go around the world you know or you don't have to travel very far to get to the internet is the yeah. reality that we're finding i mean it's very uneven because even in the pandemic here in new york there were you know public schools that the kids didn't have internet in their home you know so they had to go to a public place in the pandemic and sit outside of a starbucks or a yeah. Dunkin' donuts or something to, to hook, hook up to their wi-fi you know so there's like uneven uh, things yeah. there but you know, with all of that like address each thing when somebody's looking at you and saying well you can't do it and you say well why why can't i do it and they'll tell you you know they'll t- well because nobody's gonna watch on their phone yeah. <laughs> Because buffering. Okay, well, I'm going to like face those things head on because of unions. So we had meetings with the unions and the unions, you know what, are in 
total favor of what I'm doing yeah. because yeah. they know the technology is there that everybody in the audience has a cell phone. So everybody yeah. with a cell phone has the possibility to be pirating, bootlegging these shows. And then these unions, all these 14 unions, no one gets anything from that. None yeah. of that goes back to the industry. If yeah. they work with Broadway HD or somebody that's doing an authorized capture, they can negotiate the rates that their union members get. So they are in total favor of what yeah. we're doing. You know, and as long as and we've been doing this for a long time. So we're looking at them and saying, you know, this is this is where we're at. This is this is this is what we're doing. This is what show we're going in to shoot. This is the one we want to shoot. We are making arrangements with them when when we want to when we're looking at a show, we tell them that we're going in to shoot like a one little camera almost like you know one little camera in the back to to help our director tv director decide what what cameras they want to set up when they come in you know so all of those things you know the the marketing um you know you're never going to get to people that you know everybody wants just who's going to watch that and as i looked you know when we launched as i said we launched in 2015 and we wanted to spend our our dollars wisely so when it was dollars us dollars so yeah. we spent in the you know in the markets where we felt there was a a, a strong broadway audience ticket buyers that bought yeah. for the live piece and so we you know we had our little pockets around the country um but when we launched, as I said, within days, we were having people yeah. say, I'm trying to watch this, but you're not collecting my currency. So yeah. there was an appetite for this type of content, which was like eye opening for me <laughs> from the beginning of saying like, OK, I didn't even know you knew I was here, you know, like those kinds of things. So but I was prepared by the naysayers, by people yeah. who probably this will never work. This you'll never be able to pull this off. And people are still, they look at me still like, I can't believe you're still in business. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, part of it, it's like, well, you know, like, well, but on the other hand, I just like, you know what? I'm, I'm determined. I love, love, love what I'm doing. I love the access that I'm bringing. And as I said, when people tell me, I saw a show, from a Broadway theater, I will never set foot in a Broadway theater. You know, it just, oh, it just, it just makes, it, it, you know, it just like yeah. gives me goosebumps in such a good yeah. way to say, and it's, and I didn't even create most of these shows. You know what I mean? So it wasn't yeah. me acting. I wasn't singing the song that they responded to. I'm just delivering it to them. And yeah. if it's that special that, you know, these people are, you know, and, and when we did the live stream, we had people from around the world reaching out and, you know, saying that they were gathering in front of these laptops and watching together. Mm -hmm. And you know, it just, you know, like my Broadway HD team, people were crying when they were reading these things, you know, because we're we're working so hard to try and make yeah. sure that, oh, what if the, you know, what if the uplink, you know, satellite doesn't work? And oh, man, what if, what if, you know, and, and to try and, you know, and we had a couple little issues there. It was like a blip of something. Like, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, we're, you know, we're losing it. We're losing it. Yeah. And, you know, we we pulled it off. And and here we are, we're still going. So I think that, you know, to to have a team around us um, and, and to that point of the technology piece, you know, that people said, well, you know, you, you know, you didn't go to school for technology. Yeah, you got like a business degree and you got like a journalism degree. Yeah. What, you know, like what makes you think you can run a technology company? And, 
And I, and they were like, you know, you, it's really a theater business. And I said, but I, I got the theater piece. <laughs> like I got that down. So I just hired experts in the technology that then they love theater or they learn to love theater because they were watching the shows that they were, you know, distributing for the rest of the world. So yeah. you don't have to be an expert on all of it. And the more I have a team now that I can step back and just sort of lead from behind and make sure that they have everything that they need to be able to do the best job they can do. I don't have to be an expert on everything because I'm certainly not. And as the technology changes and advances, I'm becoming more and more of a dinosaur in the background, but I'm more confident in the team that I have going forward to say they got it. You know, I mean, look at these, look at these people they got it you know um and and that's just that's an inspiration for anybody regardless of what business that you have is is learn from somebody else's mistakes you don't have to make all the mistakes yourself you know i mean i think we do that as parents we're always like don't do that you know like let your child make their own mistakes it's like (laughs) can i draw yeah So and I think that's the the the, the thing with with a, a business. You know, if somebody else tried it and failed, you know, maybe there really isn't a market there. Um, and I think the other thing with business is quite often because other people made attempts at, at doing a, a a theater, an aggregated theater channel or platform, and and it wasn't that their idea was wrong or bad. Sometimes it's just the timing. You yeah. Know, so. People tried to do this before and they tried it with a, a what they call a linear channel, you know, so like a cable yeah. channel. Yeah. But you had to decide in a 24-hour day, seven days a week channel, like, is Shakespeare at 9 a.m. or is Kinky Boots 9 a.m.? You know, like yeah. you have to make that decision. Yeah. And and that could be where you're mistake is is that you're programming what time of day your your content is on in the yeah. wrong way or promoting it in the wrong way um you know and i and i think with streaming that's alleviated you you don't have to worry about that so yeah. they're looking at the menu and saying i want to watch shakespeare at 9 a.m you know yeah. so so that is eliminated um uh, so sometimes it really isn't a mistake it's just that the timing is wrong um but i learned from other people's you know try, attempts at it um and i'm also learning with broadway hd what content people really want you know like i just cuz i love the show doesn't mean and i've done that with the live piece too you know that i'm like i love this script oh this is oh my god everybody's going to want to see this you know and yeah. then you just kind of you know it closes and you're just watching your money flush down the toilet and you're yeah. just, oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. What was I thinking? You know, um, so you don't always know and, and you, oh. you make mistakes and you learn and you go forward. So I think that's the, the universal thing is, is learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. And there, the, I think it's, it's beautiful how you put it. And also that it is about exploring, about like, testing and being courageous enough to just go for it yeah. sometimes uh that's that's the key i think also uh but but what i'm what i'm risk, right yeah it's calculated risk it's, it's understanding yeah. what you're selling understanding the market as much as you can but knowing that could change and i yes. think that with the pandemic i think one of your earlier questions that i didn't quite answer was you know how is that changed going forward yes and with 
the the industry, um, it, the Broadway live ticket selling, performing, building, presenting of shows is about bringing people into the theater. So I'm sort of counter what they're doing in many yeah. uh, in, in many ways. But I think that since the pandemic, they've realized that it's really not competing, that the people that can get there, can are interested, can get there, can afford it, you know, know what it is, are still going. And the digital is another way for them to just engage with the same art form and become yeah. more. So I think yes. that a lot of that has dissipated in, in you know, in, since the pandemic happened. So yeah. has you know, changed tremendously. I mean, we used to have conversations and every, I believe, we believe at Broadway HD that every show that gets to a Broadway stage is worthy of being seen by a global audience. Yeah. It's not that theater anywhere else doesn't deserve that, but the you're guaranteed certain production levels when you get to that Broadway theater that you aren't necessarily sort of guaranteed in another theater. And that's because they have all of these unions, they have so much money is at risk to mount that show that there has been a lot of what we call development of the script itself. Yeah. That that show, that script, the music, if there's music in it, <laughs> is been done over and over and over in front of audiences to make sure that that works. It's a, you know, I don't want to say anything's formulaic, but it's been tested yes. in front of people. Yeah. It, it's not just like, oh, I just wrote this. Yeah. It's fresh out of my you know laptop and let's put it on a stage. It's been developed. It's been marketed. And then you get these all these unions that guarantee you the pinnacle. So you're going to get the best actors. You're going to get the best sets, the best lighting, the best costumes, the best sound design. And you're going to have it in one of the most beautiful structures for, you know, a building of these 41 Broadway theaters in Times Square that you could possibly have. And that's beautiful. The I think uh, what I like about the whole story and, and everything you've told us is the, the learning that you get because it's a learning and the 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 way of having the ability to explore and get to know yourself i think also in in connection to the culture what do i like what do i don't like what's my in in the safe space that you told us the accessibility and the democratization of uh of it all it's it's really beautiful and that it can go to people that don't have the ability to partake in it um, in the in the in the real life, <laughs> so to say, but they have the opportunity to take part in it digitally because of all the um, uh, things you were into, the the geographic uh, maybe obstacles or the money issue or anything else that is availability. Also, like when the time the time zones the time <laughs> so that, that's that's a lot of bits and parts that makes this beautiful and i think you were in the in the beginning you were also telling us about that that the way this is united in the storytelling for the human experience like it unites us the stories unite us in a way it always something always speaks to us in a story it's an emotion that we can connect to uh, in, in these plays and the theater and so on. So uh, it's a unity 
And that can be not just globally, but universally. I think it's, it's something beautiful about that, that it can unite us um, through a play, through an art form. Uh, and that's beautiful. What I'm kind of uh, interested in is how do you, if, if we're going to be like uh, maybe utopic, what would you say you will you see in about 20 years if if you will go there in your mind like if in 20 years i think the experience society or the way we experience theater would were will look like this what would you say um i think that you know the the utopian part of it is that i think that you know the digital is going to constantly uh make it more accessible we're going to have more shows that we can share with uh with the world, and we're going to create a theater-going culture. You know, I don't know what it is around the world, but in the United States, we have 350 million people. And in a typical year, you know, we'll we'll say pre-pandemic, out of those 350 million, 75% would go to a movie theater and watch at least one movie in the movie theater in a typical year. Some of them would see more than one movie, but that 75% go to the movies, Okay. Out of our 350 million in the United States, in that same time, only 15% would go see live theater. They spend a lot of money because the tickets are very expensive for the Broadway shows, but they, so there's 85% of the United States that just, it's just not part of what they do. You know, they'll go and see when their kid is in the middle school production of something, you know, but (laughs) other than that. They just it, they just don't go. And I think with the digital, we are exposing more and more people to what this art form is. And the more, you know, because people said, oh, my God, you know, Disney, Disney Plus has Hamilton. Oh, my God, are you going to go out of business? And I said, <laughs> no, <laughs> I really don't think so, because it just it puts that kind of art form in front of other people. Yeah. Right. So now people that didn't know what a digital capture is now know, because when I say, well, Broadway HD, our core content is digital captures. It's, you know, you go in with the cameras and you shoot what's on the stage and they're kind of, hmm. And now I say, like Hamilton. Oh, 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 I get it. You know, so the actors are all there and the audience is there and you bring. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Or people are exposed to this as an art form, the more likely they are to buy the tickets. And I think that will, you know, again, it's a sustainable live ticket industry. If we can have people better educated, have a vocabulary around it. I love Stephen Sondheim, Andrew Lloyd Webber, not so much. I like tap dancing. I'm more of a ballet fan, you know, like those kinds of conversations. So if we can put that out there and we get, you know, in our future going forward, more people talking about the Tony Awards, you know, like we do on Super Bowl Sunday here in the United States, everybody's a football <laughs> fan. You know, even if you yeah, yeah. don't watch football the rest of the year, you've got wings, you know, bar- buffalo wings, and you've got pizza parties going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't like football. I don't really know what's going on half the time. But what would <laughs> And to have that be the Tony Awards of, like, everybody knows who Katrina Link is. Everybody's familiar with Bernadette Peters because of her stage work. You know, so you have somebody to root for. I mean, we do that with the Academy Awards. We've usually seen the movie. And if you haven't, oh, well, I 
I, I didn't see the new Brad Pitt movie, but I certainly know who he is. So he's yeah. worthy. So let me root for him. You know, it's, so you have, you sort of invested in the industry, even if you're not going or you're not going to the Tony Awards. So yeah. those kinds of creating a theater going culture using the digital is really what I see the future as so that, yeah. you know, people are going to walk around with, you know, Laura Benanti, you know, T-shirts on, on yeah. the Tony you know what I mean? And then, whatever their, her show is on the front, you know, we'll all have Lin-Manuel Miranda t-shirts or something, you know, that, that you'll be fans. You'll, we're creating a fan base um, for this art form that we, we have now, but it's a, it's a niche. It's a little sliver of, you know, our, um, of our population that goes, you know, why can we get that 85%? And the answer is we're, we're getting them slowly. The numbers are increasing with the people that go that who actually goes. And it's not just with, you know, the digital, but the digital is allowing, you know, people to be exposed to these things younger, which helps to when you have a show that is geared towards younger people on the stage, you know, so that they're used to going to the theater. They know they're supposed to be quiet during the show. The yeah. lights are going to go off. The music is going to come up loud, you know, so that you have a theater going culture. We don't have to tell kids how to act when you bring them to a movie theater, you know, so because they already, you know, they, they know they've been watching TV at home and you yeah. kind of say, we're going to the movies and it's going to be this and we'll have popcorn or whatever, you know, so yeah. it's the, it's, it's the, it's sharing the art form, sharing the culture. So you can share and prepare for that at home and create this theater going culture. And I see yeah. that's what the digital, the, the, the biggest legacy that I can leave as, you know, the founder of Broadway HD is to use the digital to create a sustainable live Broadway, live performance, live theater industry. That's yeah. what I've been trying to do with this. Um, wow. That is it is it is so so inspiring and it's been amazing talking to you and and hearing you describe everything well both about Broadway HD but also your journey to where you are now with regards to Broadway HD so thank you so so much for joining us here on Dramaverse it's my pleasure thank you so much for your uh, support yeah, Thank and we so look much. forward to seeing this crowd of fans just yes. growing globally, yes. please. We are fans yeah. of culture. We want it to just grow and yeah. go global. So what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. So great thanks to you for being part of this conversation and uh, doing what you do with so much love. Yeah, it's keep amazing. it up. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.